What's happening, Panda Nation? Peter Von Panda here. I want to talk to you today about something that entices me, intrigues me. Actually, I have a new appreciation for it now that I didn't as a kid. So when I was a Boy Scout, my Scoutmaster, Dennis Hand, still around, good guy. Haven't seen him in years, but wouldn't mind catching up with him. As well as the other guys from Troop 1682 in Southfield, Michigan, would love to have a reunion. Have lost many of them, a little pouring out of the drink for many of those who have gone to the Scoutmaster in the sky. But one of the things that Dennis Hannon had was, I don't want to say it was a camper van. It was a camper van, but I don't think that's what they called it. I think they called it a Volkswagen Vanagon. And it was basically a camper van. And I want to say, like, they called them the Eurovans recently, but this one was probably, gosh, from the 70s, maybe the 80s. It wasn't a bus like the old VW buses around, but they were very square. It was a manual transmission, engine in the back, not very powerful. It was also baby blue, but it did have the pop-up camper top. And one of the things that I didn't necessarily appreciate at the time was that we get to campsite and you're driving in. The parents, the fathers are all parking their cars just outside the campsite, right? But in the campsite, you're setting up your tents and he would always pop the top on this van again. And he had a sink and stuff inside, not like a full toilet or anything like that. But he would generally carry a lot of the stuff that would also go in the patrol boxes, some extra cooking gear and a lot of the groceries and stuff like that so that we didn't have to necessarily just keep that. So we didn't necessarily have to keep that in coolers in the campsite that raccoons can sometimes pry open. So that was in there with him. Those coolers were in there with him. And I think if I recall, it was like underneath the fold down couch in the back of the van. So it's underneath him. And then he would sleep in the van. Now, the beautiful thing about that was it was like a little bit of a headquarters for us every time we were camping. You'd go there. Hey, you need something. You need that salt. You need that cooking oil. We knew where it was, right? But the really nice thing for him, and I didn't think about this at the time because all the rest of us were just sleeping in our tents, pitching those tents, getting in them every night, is that he had a place where he could go and sleep. It didn't need to worry about pitching the tent, didn't really need to worry about taking it down. The weather wasn't that big of an issue. He could sit in the tent or his van again in the evening, read a book. I don't know what he was doing, but reading a book, watch a movie. It's actually pretty luxurious, even though at the time, when I'm talking about camping, being in the Boy Scouts in the 90s, at the time, this was probably a 20-year-old vehicle. There was nothing about it that I looked at and I was like, man, that thing is advanced. That thing is cool. It was old then. And it's still old now. And the reason I bring that up is because now I'm intrigued by it. You get the advantage of a tent. If you have a family, what you can do is you can actually put down that couch seat and I think it'll sleep too. And then when you pop that top, there's actually this floor that will lever down and then you can have someone sleep up there too. Maybe two kids, maybe two small adults, but maybe four people. So if you have two adults and two kids, all four of you could sleep inside this tent and the other beautiful thing about it is because that pop-up, it has tent material around it. So unlike a car, I don't know if you've ever tried to car camp before. That's why I actually bought these slip-over screens for car windows because the car gets so stuffy. It just doesn't circulate air. And so by having that pop-up, you can sleep in the bottom, you can sleep in the top, it can rain, it can be summer, it can be breezy, and you're still getting plenty of circulation in that. So it's not getting stuffy. It's not getting steamed up with your own breath, those types of things. And so you actually get the benefit of a tent. And the reason I bring this up is because I've thought, man, those Eurovan camper van things, that'd be perfect. I could go see a place I wouldn't have to worry about 
throwing the tent in the back, if it rains, if I want to sit in there with some friends and play cards or pop open the iPad and watch a movie or do a little work and bring my laptop. But you can because you've got actually like a stand-up tent. You can stand up in these vans. I just remember that. Like you could step in this van and stand because that pop-up piece actually gives like the whole interior of the van, kind of that middle third of the van, probably six, seven feet, eight feet of headroom. But those Eurovan camper vans are crazy. I think they even had one called the California. Those old vanigans are like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. Which is funny. I wonder if Scoutmaster Hannon has still even has his because it's probably worth now more than it was then. And especially if you want to get something like a 15-year-old Eurovan that has the camper top. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe that these things are, if they're busted up, they're like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. If they're in good shape, in good shape with 150,000 miles on them, they're like thirty-three, dollars $35,000. And if you want the newer ones, which I think they call like the California or something like that, and I want to say these things are only like five-cylinder engines. So they're not super powerful. These aren't big, lifted, off-road suspensions with big wheels, right? Because I know you can buy like a Ford F250 van that's converted to off-road suspension with four-wheel drive, which is actually what I'd prefer because I think that's a little more capable. But these Eurovans are like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, and there's no shortage of people that are paying for it. That's what kills me. I've seen some of these where I'm checking them out, and I'm like, oh, the price isn't bad, $15,000, 280,000 miles. Oh, it's rusted from basically the front third all the way to the back and around. The seat cushions are coming apart, and I'm just like, man, I just can't believe that. And I know there are companies that will install like the pop-up tents, on any van you buy, basically, you know, everything from a full-size van to a minivan, but they're not cheap either. So I get it. There are people that are looking to get into camping that don't want to deal with the teardown setup. I think it would be phenomenal too, because now I could go on a road trip. You find a place out near a beautiful vista that you just want to spend the evening at or sit down and make dinner at or whatever, read a book and brew a cup of coffee. You could do that. Just pop the tent. I was even talking to my buddy, Dave, who went out to the Pacific Northwest here. They rented a pickup truck because they thought this would be the best way to carry our stuff around. And he said, we went out camping, weather started to roll in, it's packed Northwest, gets a lot of rain, started raining. So they hightailed it back to the van or to their pickup truck, threw the stuff in there, and then we're driving back to the campsite. And I was talking about the Eurovan type thing. He said, that would have been perfect because we didn't want to leave. It was just raining. It wasn't going to let up. We were going to go back on the trail again, but we had this beautiful spot where it was overlooking the lake, but we weren't going to sit wet in the pickup truck looking out over the lake. We wanted to get a shower or get changed. But if we had something like that Eurovan with the pop tent top, we could have popped that up, gotten into some dry clothes, sat there, lounged in space with a little luxury with the, the air passing through you, listen to the sound of the rain. And he's like, man, that's what I would have loved to have done. And I'm, I'm saying the same thing. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. It's a little like glamping. You're not super hardcore or anything like that. But man, when I see the prices on these camper vans, I think they're outrageous, but I get why people are paying them too. So anyway, what are your thoughts? You ever get enticed by these? I know there are some really crazy ones like the Global Overlanders and the Explore Anywhere ones and these million dollar Ford F-350 truck conversions and all this stuff where, man, they will just have all the amenities. Those are certainly cool too. But I'm just talking about for us common folk, the people that don't get out camping nearly as much, right? We're not taking six months off 
but we want to go out and be able to spend a few days, a little of our PTO, a long weekend, maybe a week here and there uh, with something where we get a bit of the civilized life along with us, some of those amenities, and yet can still enjoy it and not have to break the bank, not have to get a second mortgage, not have to have a vehicle that's going to cost us more than our... So anyway, I'm just enticed by them. I haven't found one that's fit my budget yet, but still look, still keep my eyes peeled for it. I'm not super optimistic based on how attractive they are to a lot of people that I'll be able to find one, but it would be nice to have one day, I think. What are your thoughts on it? would love to know. Peter Von Panda, out. Thank you.